Welcome back to the show. Today I'm here with Ted Boda. Ted and I, I think, have been trying to coordinate this for a year, probably. Let me tell you a little bit about uh, my friend Ted. Ted is currently product design manager on the well-being team at Instagram. He was formerly director of design at Udacity, formerly lead designer at Nest, formerly lead designer at Netflix, formerly Apple. Spent a lot of time there working on keynote experiences, iPad, iPhone, etc. He started his career at Duarte Design. He worked uh, with Apple as well as one-on-one with Al Gore to help create slides that were the basis for what would become like part of the inconvenient truth stuff, which is kind of a cool thing. Uh, Ted was last on this show back on April 10th, 2015. At least that's when we launched it. It was actually during South by Southwest of 2015. name of that episode is called Just Show Me the Damn Thing, episode 21. So thanks, Ted, for making time to be here. It's good, really good to see your face again. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been, uh, it was hard to coordinate, but we finally got through it. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of hard to uh, really do anything, especially these days. seems like everyone is just overwhelmed with meetings. And but thank you for making time, though. Why don't you, uh, why don't you uh, tell everyone a little bit about who you are and what you do, what, what drives you, and, um, and what you're up to at, um, at Instagram? Yeah, I'm Ted. I've been um, actually from California, born and raised in the the Bay Area, but got to live some other places in the in the world. Kind of growing up, I studied industrial design. Didn't know what I really wanted to do uh, before kind of like college started, but uh, eventually kind of like found my way to an industrial design. Happened to to graduate at the first dot com boom bust in in 2001, which was kind of a bummer. And I. I kind of uh, found my way into UI design, uh, UX design in a kind of like a weird path. So started out as kind of like a traditional graphic designer doing a lot of like web work and flash work. Eventually kind of like met some people. Apple was like my main client for about three years and uh, got connected to the director of iWork at the time. And uh, we had a really good conversation. He actually asked me in general, like if I wanted to actually work on Keynote instead of doing Keynotes, which I thought was really, really interesting, and uh, found my way over to Apple and had never been a UX designer. I mean, other than kind of like doing some interaction work, like I said, for Flash and kind of like web work, it was kind of like a new a new journey into that path. And But it was a great time to kind of like do that and was a small team. I eventually became the the sole designer for Keynote and we were working on numbers, uh, and there was another designer for for pages. So really small. Apple was really small uh, compared to what it is today. It was also a time where the iPhone and the iPad were being worked on at Apple, and so uh, there was a lot of momentum, I think, at the at the company. So it wasn't just about designing Keynote on on desktop, but eventually turned into you know thinking about like mobile at a time where the the operating system didn't even exist. So we were really kind of going blue sky. But eventually that turned into a more kind of like a solidified experience. And I took that mobile experience and went over to kind of like Netflix, where I learned a lot more about kind of data uh, and research to kind of like inf- help inform the product. And then went from there to, to Nest uh, before and, and kind of like after the, the Google acquisition. Also a great opportunity to get kind of back to my industrial design roots and, and mix that with UX uh, had a startup for about four months, which failed beautifully, uh, but it was a good thing to get out of the way. And then eventually kind of like found my way 
into leadership and, and changed to, to Udacity, where I was the design director there, got to grow a team, do some some big work there. And now I've been at uh, Instagram for four plus years now, um, which has also been kind of like a journey and and really a learning experience around kind of like design at scale and design leadership at a at, at very large organization. Is the Instagram's team still in that really fancy building in Menlo Park that has the park on the roof? Mm, there is there is an Instagram building, but no one's in there. So, yeah. Oh, right, 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 of course. Yeah. Right. So we, we actually found our way to our own building, but we're also in three locations now. So we have our offices in uh, Menlo Park in San Francisco and New York, and we're distributed, you know, a third, a third, a third into each of those offices. That's cool. I got a few questions for you. I want to I want to kind of start at the beginning before I forget like when you're at Apple working on iWork stuff. I mean, what's a date there? Like uh what what year would that would that have been? And it would have to have been pre-iPhone yep. because you were probably working on all the iWork, you know, stuff well in advance of, you know, the App yeah, Store. Yeah, right? so that was 2006 to 2011. Uh I was there. Um okay. so it was definitely a time where you know, we were working on the iPad and the iPhone in secrecy where you know, the iPad was uh, kind of like housed in this really like uh, secure kind of like frame that would have to be tethered into your to your computer. So very different uh, time and, and uh, for the company, for sure. One of the great things about the i you know, the iWork suite was how familiar all those products were, like in terms of like the, you know, the user experience and the design system, like how did the people that were working on these different iWork products and maybe even knowing, having little knowledge about what was actually going to happen on the iPad, like how did you guys like manage, like, you know, design systems sort of work to create that level of consistency and familiarity between the the suite of products? Yeah, it was actually a, a super different time where, you know, I think Apple at the time didn't have a design system per se. I think every team, you know, within Apple, so, you know, iMovie, the iWork team, iTunes, everyone was kind of independently doing their thing. We had like some system level OS things where, you know, like close, minimize, uh, hide type of buttons on the on the top left or general like inspector kind of like views. But in general, everyone was kind of doing their own thing a little bit. I would say that the the iWork team was in sync in in a lot of ways. We had like a shared experiences, so all the drawable tools, text tools, table tools, those were all kind of like shared. And we had a designer that was working on that. I, in particular, focused on on drawables tools, so anything that was like the multicolor gradients to Bezier tools, uh, shapes, all of that was something kind of I owned on top of like Keynote. So. Again, I think it was a time where it was like very small. Mobile wasn't a thing. So we really had to worry only about desktop applications at the time. So I think it was just a, a lot easier where today, I think if you actually have a feature, uh, you are thinking across uh, multiple uh, systems, not only like on desktop, but web and, and tablet on multiple sizes and multiple resolutions, phone, et cetera. So I think it was a very different time, but actually I had a had that opportunity to kind of like work that even even when it was just like a one x kind of a resolution that you had to worry about and then we upped it to two x and then you know it just got you know more complex as as time went on um, but there was no central team like they have today that is basically overseeing kind of like design system and iconography across the the set of applications 
And you spent a lot of a lot of your career like being a designer. Was the transition into management an easy one for you? Like, did you decide that you wanted to go into management, or was it on accident? And what was that experience like from transitioning from being a designer to a, a manager? Like, yeah, I think I'd always been a a little bit of a, a rogue kind of designer, kind of like I always wanted to do visionary type of work and really kind of like innovate on on products. I had been asked to to kind of like be in more of a leadership role as I kind of like progressed through my career, especially at Nest, there was that an opportunity to to do that. But ultimately, I think there was just a bunch of like personal reasons that made me kind of stray away from that. I really wanted to have like work life balance. And when I'm done with work, I'm done. So I could, you know, spend time with my with my family and my wife and travel and do all those things. So I, I don't think I w- at the time wanted the the overhead. And then I think after the the startup that I had kind of went away, uh, I was really trying to figure out like what was next. Um, so I was talking to a lot of people and wanted to kind of try the the startup world uh, again and when, was asked to be a design director at that point. And so that was where I got my kind of like my feet wet doing that for, for a year at the, a company called Udacity, uh, which was a great learning experience, but I had no foundation to, to build that design leadership upon. So a lot of it was just guesswork and research and kind of like learning as you kind of go, which was great. But but I think where I really kind of like built my my foundation up uh, and still too, I, I often talk about, you know, being a design leader at, at a company like Instagram or, or Facebook as a whole, it's, it's really getting your PhD in in design leadership at, at scale. You know, there's hundreds and hundreds of designers across uh, Facebook and over 100 at Instagram uh, alone. And so when you do that, when, you know, when we first started at Instagram, I think there was, or first started at Instagram, there were 12 designers total, uh, which is relatively small. Um, so over the four, four years, we built a lot of products along the way, stories being the, the, the kind of like the, the big one when I first started there. And so I got to scale teams, move them out to different cities like New York uh, and San Francisco, hire a lot of people, hire leadership, uh, really participate in strategy uh, at a new level. And so now I'm at a point where I, I don't think I could ever go back to, to IC. I really enjoy being in, in the leadership uh, position at this point. On all things considered, though, I mean, the world needs good, you know, ICs and principal designers and, and managers, like nothing really works unless it's balanced. I mean, it I, I like talking about this stuff just because I think like, you know, everyone has like a different perspective on, you know, what, what they want to do or how, they, you know, and how they got into what they're doing and, and how they, they grew and learned. I mean, I, I think for me was, it didn't really click for me personally until I was in my forties and I realized, oh shit, I'm in my forties and I have like 20 people that are in their twenties or thirties. Like, huh? Like I, I should be probably fully focused on like helping them figure out how they can like, you know, find the sexy work to work on or whatever. But design management for me would, I I have a passion for it, but I definitely didn't have a lot of experience with design managers in my past to like mimic or, you know, so it's a a lot of it has been like learning as I'm going along. I mean, I'm kind of curious for you. You just said that when you joined the Instagram team, the Instagram design team was 12 how large is the Instagram design team now? So I think it's at the 115 or so designers. Wow. And I think there were, you know, Ian Spalter was our design director at the time. And there were three uh, design managers total. And I think we're in the 18-ish range, I think, from a from a design manager standpoint. 
tons of different like org changes throughout that time. A lot of hiring, ton of new product ideas. Just the process of design has has kind of like changed for us a lot and gotten tighter, especially as you scale, especially as you kind of like work across three offices. You really need to think about communication and collaboration in a, in a whole new way. I mean, also the tools have changed a lot. I, I think when I was at, you know, when I was designing, I was designing in Keynote. That was kind of like my thing. So not only was working on Keynote, um, but I was designing in Keynote, which is kind of meta. But at the time, you know, designing in Keynote was a great way to kind of like design, prototype, and present all in, in the same tool. Um, it was a, a, a tool to prototype in, uh, you could mock things up kind of like really fast and just kind of craft that story overall. You know, when I was at Udacity, you know, Sketch was becoming a thing. And so we were adopting uh, that. And now, um, you know, Sketch and, and Figma are incredibly like popular. Um, and then, you know, also at Instagram, we, we go deep into tools, uh, you know, prototyping tools like Origami, which are incredibly like high, high fidelity yeah. nowadays. And so, you know, I think for me, I'm also in my my 40s and got a couple of kids, and and now I see kind of like designers that are that are working around me who are just phenomenal. Um, they're so good at what they do. They're very humble, but they're incredibly like skilled. They're not just designers; they're they're true product designers. They are heavily involved in strategy, which I think is is something that I think a lot of designers want to be a part of, um, and they get to to do that at a company like like Facebook, which is great for them. You'd said something earlier about something that's almost like earning PhD. From an outsider's perspective, I, I can definitely agree with that. I think Facebook is a client of ours. We've been working with Facebook for three years, an ongoing way. And like it's almost like the people that have done a tour of duty working on Facebook work, you, you can definitely see a spike in their, their maturity level as a contributing designer. It might be on a lot of different levels, but a lot of it has to do with just like you know working with a large group of people. The tools that I've seen in it, you know, and I don't see the things at a level that, that you do, but from what I've seen, like, I, I don't think I've ever seen such an advanced design operation from like a tooling perspective than I've seen it like in the Facebook org of tools. I just have never seen anything that advanced ever. It's quite, uh, it's quite incredible, actually. Yeah, I, I, think, um, I think we do a good job there. I think we, you know, we really, I think with a, with a design team that scale, you can can think about design systems you can think about like tools that really kind of like help designers design faster right so velocity is really kind of like the key there so helping designers and engineers work together work faster you know from from prototyping from you know design system libraries that you can kind of like pull in immediately to live data fields in in some of the, the prototyping uh, tools, uh, they're, they're all incredibly like powerful. And so like, you know, even like trying to decide like, Oh, are we going to use Figma or not, you know, having a design system team that will invest in that versus like, you know, every designer building from scratch and, you know, design systems in general are, are amazing to kind of like have, uh, where designers don't need to reinvent the wheel, but can pull from a, from a library of, of modules and yeah. inter- interaction patterns, uh, to basically build build product faster. So so next question for you, and just because there's a lot of different people that listen to this show, and then also I'm just, I like to collect a lot of different opinions on this. It's different, and there's difference differences between agency and in-house and all the different companies, but in your own words, like in the Instagram vernacular, like what's the difference between 
a design director and a design manager, what does a design manager do every day? Like, what are your top three missions? What is it that you obsess about? What is design like for a design manager? I think there's a couple of ways to to look at design management. And maybe this can happen at every company, but just kind of like reflecting on the Instagram experience. I think design management management and design leadership are are a couple of things. Number one, it's really about the team. So I I think, you know, a a good part of the work is, is basically building a good team, fostering culture, fostering collaboration and synergy between not only the designers on on your team, but designers across the the company. So, I think that's that's first and foremost is just focusing on on the team that you have and individ, individuals, um, focusing on their kind of career paths, their career growth, um, really helping guide them to be the best designers that they they can be. I think the other side is is building good product. So, really focusing on on strategy on craft, on the process of, of building a good uh, product um, and making sure that, you know, the designers have the, the resources and the feedback and the guidance that they need to, to make great products. And they understand the process and how to kind of like collaborate kind of like collectively with, with their team. So I really see it in, in both of those kind of like ways in, in how to basically focus on your team and, and focus on, on product. How many humans are you responsible for? Uh, how many humans am I responsible for? So I have seven designers, and I'm hiring my my eighth designer right now. Um, so pretty good, good sized team, especially across the. So I manage the the well being design team. So it's a pretty diverse uh, set of of areas that we uh, tend to cover. Tell me about the well being team. What is what does that mean? What is what do you guys do? So the well being team really like focuses on on the Instagram community. So everything related to kind of like safety, support, trust, equity type of work. So anything from uh, authenticity on the platform, account safety. You know, making sure that you are uh, not locked out of your account and able to get back in. Uh, we think a lot about civic integrity. So elections twenty twenty work and uh, voter mm. empowerment. Uh, we do work around bullying or anti-bullying um, and, and making sure that we kind of like mitigate that on the platform. You know, right now we're focusing on on social impact, things like donations. Uh, we focus a lot on, on privacy. We're building a new team around uh, equity and just like foundational kind of like work that happens across uh, the platform as well. So it's a very purpose-driven team. The designers that I have are incredibly passionate about helping um, people on the platform, and so uh, that that tends to be the the focus and, and something I've really come to enjoy. And, I, and I've managed a, a lot of teams during my my journey at uh, at Instagram, uh, everything from the growth team and explore team and home team and shopping team. So I've got to see uh, a, a large range of work, and now uh, this has been my latest opportunity. I think after I had my my second. Uh, kid, you know, I had the the decision to 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 make which team I wanted to to focus on next, and uh, have been with this team for for about nine plus months. So, when you first came in, what was it? You said was it four years ago, three or four? Yeah, years it was ago, four years. When there was three people, did Instagram have its own like design leveling, or did Instagram use the Facebook design leveling? So there were there were twelve designers, three managers, and we used the same leveling 
uh, guides that that Facebook is using and still uses today. So what's nice about that is, you know, an IC, you know, an IC5 is equivalent to a, an M0 manager. And so the levels are the same. Being a manager isn't a promotion. You don't necessarily get more money. You don't get more stock. You're at the same level. And you can actually have the same kind of like level of impact in a lot of ways. So I think there's always, I think outside of, of Facebook, I think there's this kind of like, oh, well, I have to be a manager to move up in my career. And that's not the case. I think there are a lot of really amazing designers at very kind of high level, even like director level designers that don't manage people, but are at the director level and, and make an incredible like impact uh, on the company, whether it be, you know, thinking about shopping as a new product and what the vision is like and, you know, pitching those ideas to, to leadership within the company. Those are the, the people that are, are, they're just phenomenal kind of like product thinkers. They, they happen to be designers, but they could be anything they can, uh, you know, some can code and some are musicians, some are incredible like writers and they're the best of the best. And so, so I think, like I said, uh, you know, leadership is, is a path that, that people can choose if that's something they want to lean into, but it doesn't necessarily change anything from a kind of like a, a monetary kind of like standpoint per se. I think that's important because, you know, when you work at a place where that is the case, then you, you tend to get people going in specific directions just for monetary reasons. And then you end up with like, you end up like transitioning your best designers into like very poor managers, you know, in, in scenarios. Right, right, right. And, and, you know, there are a lot of designers that become managers and and don't like it. And then they move back to IC. And And I think that's, that's great. That's actually the that's the place you want to be where you have that that flexibility where you can try try things on and, and kind of like move back because because some people like to get into the details which I think is the nice thing about being a designer where you can focus on a specific area and go super deep on that area working really tightly with your team and working really tightly with the different functions especially you know strong researchers and really great data scientists to to kind of like to go and, and really kind of like think how to build the, the best, most impactful product possible. I think what you just said is pretty awesome. I guess everyone sees the world differently. I think some, some people definitely see the world like, oh, this is my job. This is a job I'll do every day. It's kind of binary. And then there's some people that see the world like, oh, I have seasons, right? I, in this season, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm into like stakeholder alignment or, you know, like leveraging, you know, new technology or interaction design and people that are like kind of get their excitement from like not having the same role all the time. The concept of someone being able to decide to go into management and explore that and then go back to IC is is a really incredible thought for me. I'm curious, like for someone that would work at Facebook or Instagram that would have the indication that they could be a good manager in that moment where they might be exploring with being a design manager, what is the mandate or mission that they they have and the responsibilities of someone that's embarking on, you know, tr- that transition from IC to management? And how does like a more seasoned design manager or design the design management cohort determine whether you know this is successful or not? How do you, how do you guys uh, do that? I think the thing that we see from from designers that want to get into management is this natural tendency to just be strong leaders that can be, you know, mentoring other designers, 
helping guide them, thinking about you know design culture and and really like investing in in those areas, really thinking about the company as a whole and wanting to to have great designers and build great designers around them, so they might get involved in in recruiting and kind of like team building, and so. I think that's like a, a first signal. I think the other part is is kind of like the collaboration and communication part where, you know, do we have designers that are great collaborators with all of the functions on their team? Are they highlighted as good communicators and somebody that can can pull a team together? You know, a lot of designers at times when when other functions like a PM leaves the team will will step up you know, towards that function and and help kind of like the team uh, move forward as well, and to and to not stop, and and so when I think those designers uh, that have those qualities to them, naturally I think as as other kind of design leaders want to to have great people to partner with and to learn from, and so you know designers are are set up you know if they want to transition to those those more kind of like leadership positions you know it's it's really kind of like working with them to kind of like see if that's a good fit. Sometimes it's making them a little bit more responsible from the work that they're doing today and to take on some of more of the, maybe the managerial kind of like skills without having anybody report to them immediately and to eventually, you know, get them a, a small team. And that, and that's like a, you know, for, from, for people that have that transition, maybe a little bit slower versus, you know, people that have managed before in the, in the past and maybe have that, that experience or just coming in, Etc. And we have a lot of there are other functions too. I've seen like content strategists and PMs move into design as well that had you know the, that skill set uh, or, or signals of that as well. And so you know being at a company like Facebook, you know it's not just about you know going from IC to management, but it could also be like, hey, I want to lean into kind of other functions. So there are designers that have turned into PMs. The content strategists have turned into designers. Um, PMs that have turned into designers, etc., uh, etc. I just, I said something and then I uh, triggered Google Home that's, and Google Home is now going crazy. <laughs> I don't know what I said. Anyway, yeah, I, I think about that uh, because I guess sometimes like, if, you know, you can kind of get into a, a line of thinking where you, you get limited, right? And I've been thinking a lot lately about this kind of stuff, like PMs that potentially get into design management or designers that, you know, like you mentioned earlier, the ones that seem to have the the indicators that they're what they're really most passionate about is not about the outcome, but like how how the you know they have this natural tendency to to see and connect the dots and the people and and all that and look out for stuff. You don't necessarily need a veteran to be a design manager. You just need certain qualities of a person that understands how these things connect together. Now, I think like some of the more tough things about management, you know, the, the harder conversations, you have a different sort of layers of, of skills to peel. But I think that I agree. Like, I, I think that it is a, an interesting idea for people to be able to explore those things and maybe and move around. I don't, I don't, I don't think though that many companies really provide that level of variety, you know, or as much yeah. you know, as a large organization. Right. Like I, I think that's the reason, you know, when I talk about getting my, my PhD or just kind of like, you know, I, I think continuing being able to like learn and build on your experience and build on your skill sets, really trying to like improve as a professional and even like personally, 
that's why I've been there so long and I will continue to kind of to stay because I, I keep getting those opportunities to to learn and be surrounded by incredibly like smart people. And and that's the that's the the bonus I think for for me is to to have just these really like sharp, you know, people around me that really kind of care about the work that they're doing and they really care about the the community on on Instagram as a, as a whole and so I think that's what's really nice kind of like naturally being in in a in a place like that. It's a very healthy place uh which, you know, the health of the 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 culture of the the company are really kind of like key, you know, not having like politics kind of like surround you, uh having like fairness and respect from, from like your coworkers. I think that all like really helps uh benefit the the experience and and make you want to to continue on what's an average week like for you and what are the things that keep you up at night? You know, like you're not, a, you're not like doing interaction design anymore and trying to figure out that stuff. Like what are the things that are really the bigger challenges or, or things that are the puzzles that you're trying to, to figure out right now? Yeah. What's it like to be you? Well, my, my one year old is the one that's keeping me up at night. So the, <laughs> that, oh, that's yeah. like one thing. Um, I think the, you know, my week's, you know, quite busy, you know, especially if you're recruiting to hire the best people you as a, as a manager need to lean into finding the people yourselves or really partnering and digging into to that. So I spend a lot of time on recruiting right now um, and, and trying to, to hire somebody for, for a new team. I spend a lot of time with my designers. We talk a lot about, you know, design in, you know, our crits and making sure that we're giving the, the right feedback. I also you know, spend a lot of time with my, my, my well-being partners across the different functions um, and reviewing the work across the whole organization. You know, my, my schedule's pretty pretty packed as a manager. And I think that, you know, that can be kind of like challenging and overwhelming, especially during a time of, of COVID where you're, you're working from home and you're trying to like balance everything. And I've got, you know, the kids at home and trying to like you know, cook and keep things kind of like uh, going as well. And then, you know, by the end of the day, when the kids are in bed, you're just exhausted. <laughs> just want to like throw some, some Netflix on, of course. Yeah, I definitely keep my, my myself busy, you know, you know, sometimes getting into the details are really important. Um, so thinking about, you know, how to improve kind of like donations or really thinking about elections as they uh, as they're kind of coming up. Um, you know, you don't want to to glaze over things as well. Um, I just wish I had more time. You know, like I said, as a, as a manager versus a maker, I think that's more difficult. Um, you know, but that's actually another area that I focus on too, is just like making sure that my designers have, have time and ICs have time in general. Um, so, you know, we have time blocks set aside for, for the team on, you know, Wednesdays and Fridays to really have those as meeting free days, especially for ICs. So they can make, so designers and engineers and, you know, content strategists and research can really like focus on doing the work and not get uh, overwhelmed by the the meetings that are kind of like happening and, and are so distracting. You know, so work life balance is important. You don't want to you want to make sure that you're not burning people out, especially during this time. Um, and and they do have time for themselves and their own kind of like well being. Really, is is so so important to the health of the of the team. Well, that's cool. I mean, it, I mean, it's different in every company, but it seems like you do have the ability to be involved in, you know, critiques and sessions and stuff like that. It's not just about, man, you know, it seems like you can get involved in the work, maybe not at the level that, you know, used to be in the past, but it seems like you can. Yeah, just, yeah absolutely. Cool. I think all the designers on, on the team are incredibly autonomous. They're, they're responsible for their doing their work. They, 
they wear a lot of hats, you know, you know, they have an area of focus on and they just go. And that's, that's really great. And I think there, you know, there are some kind of like companies or kind of like product areas where I think leadership really needs to kind of like pay attention uh, a lot more than they, they do here. But honestly, the, the set of designers that I have and just like across Instagram are, are so good at what they do. They're so invested into the work. So they really do take it on and, and own it and, and care deeply about what they're working on. Um, and that, and that's really great too. I mean, I think you want to, you do want to hire people that are like that and they're, they're responsible. I think that really helps as a design leader to, to know that you can count on people. Everything shouldn't fall apart when the manager is, is gone. That's like, I think the most important thing. If, if, if I'm away, things need to run as smoothly as as they do, and they and they often do. Um, and you know, putting designers in those positions is really helpful. And I can I can tell my team I'm I'm going to be off for the week and just, just like you know, hold the fort down, and, and they really will. And that's great. Do you guys have tools and systems in place that have like I don't know another word to describe it like a wiki or something that has like the racy of like what the main focuses are for each role, so that like when you are out of town or whatever that other people know, like, you know, how to best fill in? Or do you think it's just things that people absorb and they they, they mimic or they rise to the yeah, occasion? Yeah, I think they naturally kind of, like, rise to the occasion. It depends on how long you're gone. So if you're gone for a week, maybe I'll just kind of, like, point people to, um, you know, people are messaging me. I'll put, like, automatic, like, messages through email or or kind of, like, messenger system to, you know, to reach out to my manager or reach out to this designer on the team. Also, I think when a manager's gone, somebody like will kind of like raise their hand. And again, I think that's that leadership signal that we talked about before. Well, well, like, hey, Ted's gone. Like, let me run this crit and I'll gather notes and synthesize the kind of like feedback and make sure it's shared out. So I, I think there's so much redundancy there kind of like baked into into the team. It's easy, you know, when things go go wrong or like people have to leave, it's like, it's there. And, and I, I think that's, that's what I was talking about before is, is like, you know, you know, focusing on the, on the team and the, and the process is, is really part of the story. So, so the system is there uh, for things not to, to break apart. Shifting gears a little bit and excuse me, it's been some, some time has passed, but there was a, a Netflix show that had a, an episode about design at Instagram. And I think I saw at least a little clip where you were in this spot, like, can you tell us about that? Uh, yeah. So there was an abstract series about yeah, Ian Spalter, right. who's our, uh, who was our design director um, for four years. He's now uh, working on, on product in, in Japan. So, yeah, I had my, my five, ten seconds of, of fame there. And everyone like, reached out. I'm like, you do know the show was about somebody else for a good half hour to an hour. But yeah, it was it was you know for me it was just talking about Ian Ian at the time and yeah it was a, it was a definitely a fun opportunity and and it's always amazing how you know how hours of of setup and work to get turned into five seconds of a cameo <laughs> for sure. Well, I thought it was really cool. Number one because like oh I saw you and I was like I know that guy right like how how often do you like watch a TV show and you see someone you know that that was kind of cool but also like I mean at least to my knowledge and I, I watch a lot of TV. But I don't think I've ever seen a TV show that breaks down what we mm. do right, every day. Right, you know, right. I think that's the only thing that I've ever seen that it's like this is what like product design means like for people that don't do this. And I think that was, I don't know, I, I think that was pretty cool. I hope they do more of that kind of stuff because 
I don't know. I mean, our, our industry is new and has a lot of room to grow. It's, you know, it's, it's not like architecture or industrial design or whatever. It's been around for hundreds plus years, but I mean, it's a, it's an area that, you know, people are trying to learn about it. And I think it's really, really special for people to tell those kind of stories and go, go in depth. I'm always, I kind of like, it reminds me of, I don't know if you remember the IDO. There was a episode, not, not on Netflix. This is pre Netflix, but I forget it was some, some network that highlighted IDEO as a company that I think they built a a shopping cart or something like that. I mean, it really just talked about the process. This is old. Um, but this is, uh, it was talking about the process of industrial design and how they, they got to the place that they did with this kind of like shopping cart. I mean, you're right. And industrial design has been around forever, but you know, UX, you know, it's, it's been around, but, but I think to the level and the visibility that it has today is just like, it's really in the past, uh, you know, 10, 15 years kind of like grown so immensely. And I, I, I'm glad to see that that story being told in particular, because I think it's important for people that have an interest in design, but don't know about it and don't know what's what's possible or what, you know, what they could do in their lives. And I, and I think that's like the really exciting thing for for young kind of like creative uh, people to to be able to kind of like see, you know, you know, early on in junior high or in, in high school that, you know, hey, there's this, I could build the apps that I use. And that's fantastic. And I, and I think it's really good from um, from a standpoint where you don't need to go to the Stanford's or, or Harvard's of the world to become a designer. You don't have to go to school. You can learn it naturally. The way we, the way we kind of like hire people, you know, education isn't necessarily key. It, it certainly like helps, of course, but but being able to put together a good portfolio and, and, you know, talk about how you kind of like solve uh, problems and, and your visual kind of like skill sets are, are independent of the kind of like the way people uh, need to get their kind of like careers in, in the past. And I think that's great. In terms of the people that, you know, you, you said you spent a lot of time recruiting when you're interviewing designers. What are the top things that you look for that like are are kind of a requirement for them to move on to the next step? Like what are the key qualities you, that you look for? They're kind of like core foundational skills, of course, you know, so are they good communicators? Would they be great at collaborating with, with other people on the team? Do they have the hard skills around, you know, design and understand the tools, how to use them? Where do they kind of like stand from a, from an interaction and, and visual kind of like standpoint, can they prototype? Are they more system thinker or are they more visionary? You know, one thing in particular that I look for is is humbleness. So, you know, for me, you know, people with, with egos aren't necessarily, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but, but you know, I think that can like impact how they work with, with other people. So, you know, like I said, you know, people that kind of like come and really like talk about the work and the and you know solving problems. That's that's really key. I, I think those are the the people that I I tend to kind of like focus on. And so there's a range. And I think also for like more junior designers, you want you want that that hint that there's there's this potential in people. You know, do they want to learn? Do they want to be investigators? You know, how are they making their decisions? Are they open to listening to the feedback from their peers and listening to the feedback of the community that they're, they're, they're trying to kind of like, uh, serve. So I think there's the, that's the kind of like the way I I approach it, which, you know, seems, seems pretty standard, but, um, 
that's that's my my point of view. What one tip would you have for people that are in their first month of being a design manager? Hmm. You know, take the time to to learn. I don't think anyone's expecting, or you shouldn't you shouldn't have all the answers. <laughs> it takes time. I mean, I've been doing this for you know in leadership in five years, and I still have so much to to learn. So, I think it's it's really just kind of like continuing to to raise the bar on their own skill sets, thinking about new processes, uh, thinking about how to make products better, thinking how to kind of like operational make things better where it could be you know how you set up your design crits and when you do them and how do you set your time up and how do they invest in in designers careers and how do they continue to inspire their their designers um, and think about culture and making sure that the team feels like a team yeah I think there's there's so much to to kind of like learn in in uh, in that first month and and often like you know, anybody that starts at Facebook that I talk to that are just like, hey, what do I need to know? The first thing I tell them is, you know, you're not really going to get things for at least six months to, to a year. So don't worry. You know, imposter syndrome is a real thing where people are surrounded with, you know, by people that have been, you know, doing that work for years. And you're just kind of like wondering, I think a lot of the times, like, am I in the right place? I don't know what I'm doing. And and that is totally okay. But just knowing that it's okay and knowing that that imposter syndrome exists is really kind of like important for anybody in a, in a, in a, in a new company. When you were a child, what did you want to be when you were growing up? I was like, I was a horrible student. You know, the one good thing I was, I was good at was, you know, drawing was, was, you know, putting things to, together, you know, from like making costumes or making you know, cardboard guns with a hot glue gun and a, an exacto knife and foam core and just spray paint, you know, sketching, you know, I was a hyper realistic kind of like artist, especially with, uh, I didn't, I tended to use like a lot of chalk and like pencil. So I was always focused on, on being an illustrator. I really wanted to be a fine artist. I was super, I was a hippie anti-tech when I was like in, even even in college, I don't think I really touched a computer until my wife made me buy my my friend's used Mac Power PC, and I don't know if you remember those old Sony Trinitron twenty one inch you know eighty pound <laughs> displays. Yeah, but I, but I, I you know I wanted I was thinking about like architecture. The way I found again I, I was at uh, a junior college. I was studying you know like sculpture and ceramics and just like general art classes. I really I, honestly I had no idea what I wanted to do. And then I was visiting a school with an ex-girlfriend of mine and she was looking at interior design. And I happened to just kind of, uh, you know, go around the school and, and run into this, you know, go into this room where everyone was making like, I think irons out of like foam and aluminum. And they were like sanding it down and painting them. There are all these like sketches on the wall. And I, that moment, like I, I just remember it clearly just going, Oh, that's it. Like, I want to be an industrial designer. There's like no argument. This is exactly what I want to do. So it really like tied, you know, the, the sketching that I had done as kind of like a child and, you know, all of the putting together like physical objects and just being like so in love with physical objects that that's, that's where I kind of like made that, that decision, which was great. I just wish I would have known about it earlier because I think I would have like started on my, on my path a little bit earlier, but you know, that that is what it is. And, and it's great to be here today. 
That's awesome. Thanks for thanks for sharing that. I have to. I think we have a lot in common. We'll have to talk a little bit about after we hit stop yeah. here. Ted, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to to chat with me. I know it's uh, it's the end of the day in my time, but I know you still got work to do over in the in the West Coast. So uh, we'll let you go. How can people connect with you? Learn about your team and what you're doing, or just how would they say hello to you? You know, I I stay kind of hidden, to be honest with you. I think, you know, my, you know, I have a Twitter account, but I don't go on a Twitter uh, anymore. It's been it's been a while. I think like LinkedIn is probably the the best place to kind of like hit me up at at this time. But yeah, I think I just like I'm I'm pretty busy, but but happy to to kind of like chat with people if they, they reach out to me on, on LinkedIn. I think that's a good start for me. All right. Everyone connect with him on LinkedIn. Send him lots of messages. Overwhelm his <laughs> activity feed and an invitation feed. Thanks, Ted. Uh, Thanks for taking time. It's it's really good to see you. We'll see you next time. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks, Anthony. Hustle is brought to you by FunSize, a digital service and product design agency that works with inspiring teams to uncover opportunities, evolve popular products, bring new businesses to market, and prepare for the future. Learn more at funsize.co. I'm Estebal Marquez, a product designer at Funsize. We'll catch you next time.